0: This is your co-host, Asteroid Cosplay, and you are listening to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. Welcome to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. This is your host, Scotty P. Find us online at www.heroesofcosplaysanctuary.com. A big thanks to our co-host Asteroid Cosplay for introducing the show today, and of course you can find her online at Asteroid Cosplay, and you can find us on Instagram at Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary, and the link trees are there for you to find us in other spaces. So this week uh, we're probably going to talk about productivity a little bit, but uh, first. First things first, I wanted to talk about being awkward on camera. This is a bit of an interesting podcast episode because we're not actually on camera, so it's really hard to demonstrate what not being awkward on camera is about that, and it really is one of the hardest things for me to overcome is that awkwardness on camera and being able to look at camera and talk to camera. My inspiration for this is Roberto Blake. Uh, Roberto Blake, if you've heard of him in the YouTube space, uh, he's a YouTuber who talks about YouTube and he's a he's a photographer. He's got many different skills. Very talented individual, and he uh, has a lot of great things to say. And he does a lot of great things in the YouTube space. He does mention that you're going to make. A hundred crappy videos. So if you are in the YouTube space, or you're creating content, they're going to be like the first hundred videos are going to be kind of crappy because it's going to take you a while to get used to and get that that whole cadence down. Maybe it takes more than that, but you're going to see how far you go. And you know what you don't want to do when you're getting started on all this is to be hard on yourself about being in front of a camera because it is hard. It is a hard thing to get in front of a camera and be on be interesting be you know there's there's all these choices that you're making when you decide that you want to do more than audio or when you decide that you want to be in front of people and influence things many of the things that i've learned about camera come from my years in theater and it also comes from now having nearly 100 videos on youtube by the time you listen to this i would hope that i would have 100 videos on youtube and that's Kind of just the baseline for me, you know, I I don't know if I ever intended to make all of this content or what it would be, but you can see from the very early videos that they are actually audio. So I did not start off in these hundred videos even being on camera, because for me it was very difficult to get back in front of a camera. And yes, I've I've been on stage, but theater work is very different than just camera work. It's very different from a static camera where you're just talking to an audience. It's very different from anything that you might do in acting in terms of produced shows. So if you're producing a show, if you're producing a movie or a short or anything like that, working with the camera in that context is very different. Playing to that camera and those angles is very different than having a static camera on a YouTube channel. And certainly, you know, when there's no camera like there is now. But podcasting is actually a very good way to get started in some form of media, as is you know, working into spaces like Instagram and TikTok. And we do say that you know, and I, I've had uh, Eddie Rodriguez on the show to talk about this and several of the guests that have said that really, uh, you know TikTok is a great place to get started if you're looking to get into video. Or if you're looking to get in front of a camera because it's really short clips and there is definitely a method to it. It does take some time and I guess if you want to back that up, I started with podcasts and then I moved into stories and then I started kind of getting a little bit warmer with the camera. And it's always been easier for me to talk to other people on camera than it has been just to have a one man show. So that is also something to talk about and maybe if you tag team things and you have a partner in crime... That being on camera is going to be a little bit easier and you're going to loosen up a little bit as far as just being able to be that personality, that person that you know that you can be to show up for your audience. So it's a little different than acting. Being an online personality and even streaming, like streaming terrifies me. So that'll be an interesting thing to get started on when, you know, when I get to that point, uh, going from podcasts to creating stories maybe I do eventually get into TikTok videos. I don't know. There's just, it's a lot. That's a lot of, it's just a lot of work for all the things that I already do doing TikTok on top of it might not really pay me too many dividends and I'm not really chasing that audience. To each his own. If TikTok is the thing for you and that is really what you feel comfortable doing and that's a good space to get started and you feel that that you agree with that, then try it out. Also, the videos don't have to be long. And you don't have to be live. I guess that's that's one thing that you need to realize about recording yourself and you know, maybe not being so hypercritical of the result, is you can record yourself over and over again and you can cut things and splice things together. There can be some editing so that you can get to that end result or that end point and you can feel a little bit better about it. So the reason why I like YouTube over streaming is because streaming is live and you can't really adjust anything. Like it is what it is, you know, it's just live, a lot like theater, but theater at least I had a script. So unscripted live is kind of a scary sort of space to be for me. I don't really like not being able to cut things out, especially if I get to rambling or especially if there's a lot of dead air. I like to tend to cut that out in post <laughs> instead of leaving it in. You know, these these podcasts aren't like completely doctored, but they definitely do go through a scrubbing. I will go through all of this audio and I will edit all of the audio and clean it up and get rid of the pauses and the vocal stops and things like that as, as they go on. And what I have noticed is that things have improved. So if you start with audio, at least, you know, you're going to get more confident about storytelling and about conveying your message clearly without pausing without losing your train of thought and that translates very well to camera because you're going to need a lot of energy in order to be on camera and I do I do my best to keep the energy level high when I'm talking on a camera versus when I'm just doing the podcast because changing inflection in your voice translates very well to an audio cast but if you're just doing that in front of a camera, you can move your voice around all over the place. But if you do not have the expression and you're just flat, people are going to click off. If it's just not engaging to the camera, it's it's fairly apparent. At least it's apparent to me and then I know what to improve on. But when you do lose your train of thought, so when you're on camera and you and you do kind of get lost in what you're saying... You want to kind of stay static. So if that makes sense, as I'm explaining to you, probably better video. But if you have to pause wherever you happen to be, just freeze, so you can get your thoughts back, and then start talking again. Because when you cut those, you don't. There's much less of a jump cut for what you're saying. And I'm not a big fan of jump cuts. I hate to have jump cuts in my videos. I try and get, I try to minimize them as much as I can. And I try and make it as seamless as I can. Or if I do make cuts, I will completely change aspect ratios and change backgrounds or move from a close shot to a further away shot, something like that, just so that it's a little less obvious that there was this hard break and then I came back to something. You also do not need to get everything in one take. If you need to come back to it because your energy level just isn't there, then I would suggest filming over maybe the course of a day, like, and you definitely um, don't want to have to film every single day. That can get really tiring, um, but filming, filming a lot all at once is good. Uh, one of the tricks that I recommend is, you know, if, you, if you're getting into cosplays for these things or if you are getting into, you know, if you're wearing different things, If you're going to do a lot of different things at once, just do them all at once and make all those changes in one day because doing one cosplay one day and then filming and then getting into another one the next day and filming, you know, if it takes you how long to get into these and get out of these, like you probably want to consolidate all of that. So consolidating your time and then, you know, maybe you're using one cosplay for several episodes and then you're mixing other episodes in. So you can just be in one cosplay, you can shoot four or five episodes in a row. Then you're done with that one, and then maybe in a week you come back and you shoot more, and you shoot them all in a row, and you get those done, and then you can alternate, you know, or maybe you're you have a series where you're just wearing one thing. It's kind of probably where I'm going with the next season is I'm always going to have the same shirt. I mean, I'm going to be wearing the, the brand the whole time. So if that's the case, um, you know, be consistent. Otherwise, you know, making making changes between. Your videos might make sense because if some people see you wearing the same thing three weeks in a row and then you change and then you wear the same thing for three weeks in a row, like they're going to know you filmed all of those at once. Uh, and that can be um, you can disengage with your audience as weeks go on because they, you know, that they might think that the information isn't quite up to date. Um, you also want to be careful with how much you film at once because there might be things that do get a little bit out of date for what you're talking about. And that's why I try to tend to stick with evergreen content. You know, these tips are things that can be used timelessly for at least for the the time period that we're in, you know, maybe 20 years from now, it won't matter. But for the moment uh, that these things are useful to you. Not getting all in one take and having notes. So if you have notes and you can refer to your notes, I know that, you know, like a really high level, maybe you're using a prompter that's next to your camera. I know you can do that with phones now and you can do it in a lot of different ways. You can certainly do it with cameras. Maybe you have to look down at your notes. Like for me and if I'm just doing the podcast format for my videos, I'm not too concerned if I'm not always looking at the camera. I'm learning. So it's all an experience that, you know, I have to try and get better as I go. And that isn't always easy. So not getting it all in one take and not being that TV personality right away is okay. It's just consistency over time and eventually you will get where you need to go. I've talked about high energy. You know, you want to have more energy in front of the camera. You want to be able to look at that camera and engage with your audience as if they were in the same room as you. You know, if you're going to do a panel, you don't want to be flat on a panel. So you kind of want that same energy level without going crazy, silly overboard, unless that's just your whole thing. But you do need a lot of energy and probably a lot more than you think. So wherever you think comfort is, you want to go way over that. Generally, when you do go a little bit overboard and you look at that video, it seems a lot more appropriate. Like you, you look at that and you go, wow, I really thought that I was really just going over the top with the expression, being able to to keep energy in my voice. And with my gestures and being able to smile when appropriate and talk directly to that camera and look at that camera, in my head, that was way too much. But then when I look at it, it looks actually just about right. So it's like, you know, you, you lose a lot from your head to what other people are seeing when you get in front of the camera. Enjoy what you're talking about. Do what you can to make yourself feel comfortable. And remember... That it is about the information that you communicate, not necessarily the way that you deliver it. You do not have to be super personality. You do not have to have a bunch of bells and whistles and things going on in the background to make yourself more interesting. Because what's interesting is about what you're telling people and that is what they came here to learn about or to hear about. It's the storytelling. It's what you bring to the space and the other things are really just a component of that. Like, you know, your your audience is here because they know you, they like you, they trust you. They want to see you do well. They want you to, to be able to be comfortable in front of the camera. They don't want you to, like, freak out when you're on your YouTube channel. Uh, they came here because they wanted to see you talk about stuff. And why not be comfortable in this space doing that? So, yes, it takes practice. There are definitely things that you can do, places that you can go to get better at being on camera, but it is not something that just happens for most people. It takes time. You do get nervous about it. You're maybe going to feel a little discouraged by the outcome, but if you can stay consistent and you can get used to yourself or looking at yourself on camera, which is one of the things I had to overcome as well, getting used to seeing myself on camera, it just takes a while. But now I can edit my videos and, you know, I can go about it and just go, you know, it's fine. And if for the things that weren't fine, I can fix those later. I can, I can get better at any of that. So that's kind of the, the space that you want to be in. Don't be in the space where it's like, no, I hate it. It was terrible. I have to redo it. And every single time you have to redo it because it's never good enough. You do it. Minimal, minimum viable product was there. You communicated to your audience it's okay if nobody watched it <laughs> like you, you have to be okay with yourself and that's the whole point learning and growing so that's where i will leave you today and this is scotty b with the Hitlands of cosplay sanctuary podcast saying bye-bye everybody